Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship. Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You. It's my turn this week. Aha, I hear you all cry. At last. Is that what they're crying? Well, they're probably crying. They're crying. (laughs) They're weeping. Weeping into their coffee, tea, wine, beer. Yeah, eight and other. Cocktail. Delete is appropriate. Nice. It would be nice to have a cocktail now, actually, wouldn't wouldn't it? it? I'm thinking, what would I have? Sex on the beach. Come on, move. Buddy. Who sang that? The bank? No. Nobody. Yeah, that was a so, song. Okay. Okay. So, um, yes, yeah, so I probably have a white Russian. <laughs> um, so, anyway, here are my clues for this week's choice. Right. Bearing in mind the last two films you've introduced us to have been Rambo and Street Fighter. Oh no! Sorry, Bloodsport. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly. So is it? Nearly. Are we? Are we still? Anyway, okay. Give me the clues, and we'll see okay. if we're still on that trend. Right. So. First things first, this film was released in 2013 and grossed 441 million worldwide, according to Expedia. According to Expedia? (laughs) The travel website. That's right. (laughs) Fine, Wikipedia. (laughs) No, I love the idea that while you're booking a holiday, you can get box box office stats. Barbados and box office stats. Okay, 2013, big box office. Yeah, yep, 441. Ne- next next clue. Um, the film was stuck in development hell for over 10 years before eventually being taken up by working title. Okay. Well, okay. Right. Working, yeah. Yeah, it went around several studios okay. apparently. For 10 years. For 10 so years. So 2000, early 2000s. Okay. And not only did it, and my third clue is, not only did it gross 441 million, it also got eight Academy Award nominations, winning three, including Best Supporting Actress for Anne Hathaway. And that is all you're getting. You've really, really I've changed the tack here, sister. Anne Hathaway. Yep. Working title. Yep. I have no idea. Uh, I genuinely have no ah, idea. Good. What are we going to watch, Brian? We are going to watch Les Miserables. <laughs> oh, oh! I think you mean Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Oh, brilliant. Yes, we are. I not, did not expect that from you. No, well, this is one of these films that I really actually enjoyed. Again, you find this a lot with me. Can't ask, be asked to watch them, then I'm ill or something. Like, oh, whatever, I'll put it on. Or I've heard a lot about it, and I think I should really give it a chance. I banged it on. And I really liked it. And it's got Russell Crowe in it singing. And I still liked it. Wow. I know. You are an enigma. That's, that's all that can be said. It's the ne- magic that is me. You'll be pulling Mamma Mia out of the bag next. Never. <laughs> Not as long as there's a proverbial in my proverbial. No, no, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me, I love a musical. Exactly. I thought you'd like this. So I'm quite excited for this. Bit of change attack. Yeah. Don't but... worry. I'll be back. But I thought, you know, sometimes you've got to throw a curveball. Yeah. Curveball thrown. Let's see if you smash it out of the park. Oh, it's a home run, sister. I know. Check me with my sporting analogies. You've always loved a bit of croquet. <laughs> cool. All right, let's go and watch it, and uh, I'll see you in a minute. Don't the you? Phantom of the o- Oh no, sorry, Les Miserables. Yes. Okay. Les Miserables. Okay. Let's go and do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. Bye. Bye. Hi, hello, Sinead. Hello, Brian. 
Well, there you go. I have introduced you to more wonderful culture, fabulous classics, brilliant films, little bit of music. You must love me very much. A little bit of music. I mean, constant music, wasn't it? Yeah, just a bit. I mean, I love a musical. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be constant. Agreed. Um, yeah, not sure how I feel about that. Well, I don't know why you're saying it. Should we do this whole podcast? In a singing voice for now. No, I don't think we should. I don't think people would be on board with that. I dreamed a dream, Brian. I enjoyed myself. Yeah. Let's 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 chat. Les Miserables. Les Mis. Okay, so let's start with um, a synopsis, plot summary, whatever yes. you will. Um, I went on to Rotten Tomatoes first to get one. I couldn't read half the names. It was very long-winded. I mean, it was a proper synopsis. And to be honest, I, I just didn't have the energy. <laughs> so I've gone with good old IMDb. Yay! Yay! Um, so here goes. It says, in 19th century France, Jean Valjean, who for decades has been hunted by the ruthless policeman Javert after breaking parole, agrees to take care of a factory, daughter, factory worker's daughter. The decision changes their lives forever. I mean, it does. It does. I mean, talk about complex, intertwining storytelling. Oh, yeah. As, I mean... As it's, it was good stuff. It was good stuff. There was a lot going on here. There was a, a lot. There was a lot of coincidences which helped the plot move along quite swiftly. I've never read Victor Hugo's novel, but I'm kind of feeling like I should. Really? Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not really... Going to. Okay, this was but, your choice. Let's no, just remember. Hey, hang on. <laughs> I would go and see the musical in the uh, West End. Okay, yeah. I don't think I want to read the book, but, you know. Okay, I'll who, read the book and I'll just synopsize yeah, it for you. That'd yeah. be lovely if you wouldn't mind. So, so yeah, so the film itself, I think, is a spectacle, which is why I love it, right? It's Grand. an absolute spectacle. Um, it opens in 1815... And they give you this little spiel about the kings come back to France after the previous attempt at a revolution or, yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and although I thought the opening scene by today's standards looked incredibly green screen and CGI. Yeah, I completely agree. It yeah. looked way too CGI'd for me. It was yeah. like, what? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I wasn't keen on the But I think at the shot. time it would have been phenomenal. Do you think? Oh, yeah. It was 2012, wasn't it? I suppose that was 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, it's quite yeah, a while ago. Yeah. It felt very fake. Yeah, it does now. But I thought, you know, okay, fine, skip past that. But the costume mm. and the makeup, which is partly what it won its Academy Award for. Correct. Um, I've, I've got the stats on that, don't you Oh, worry. well, feel free. Feel free. It did win um, makeup and hair. It won an Oscar. It won an Oscar for sound mixing. Nice. Um, and... Anne Hathaway also won. Yeah, she was brilliant for her role as Fontaine. It didn't win um, best original song. That went to when the sky falls. Apple crumble. <laughs> it went to that Sherry went to Adele. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, no, the 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 costumes and the presentation and the hair and makeup were excellent. Yeah, I mean they were they were and and in the opening scene, I thought you get past the CGI bit where they're dragging the boat in. Yeah, I mean, would men really be able to drag a boat in like that? Well, I mean, there were supposed to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of slaves. I don't know. I mean, it's on a water. I I don't know about that. That was the least of my concerns. I mean, 
what I loved was the big wave that went over the top where mm. they cut from the CGI to the real to people. The real bit, that was yeah. quite nicely yeah. done. Um, but yeah, they, they're dragging it in. I just thought straight away with the costumes, like all the slaves were in blue. Yeah. Um, sorry, all the slaves were in red. Or the prisoners, I should call them. They weren't slaves. Prisoners were in red. And mm. then the powerful guys, the Russell Crowe's and all that, were, we're all in, in blue. Yeah. And that's always quite a nice use of the colours of the French flag as well. Mm. I just thought it was really impressive. Um, and those moments of spectacle was what I really liked about this film. And this is why I kind of brought it to the table. Oh, we're bringing mm. things to the table now. We, uh, we have got a little bit. Posh, haven't we? We have. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you. Um I wrote down about half an hour in, I just put this all feels incredibly camp and dramatic, and I'm here for it. Good. I was <laughs> gonna say I didn't know, didn't know where you were going with that. I I'm, I'm here for it. Um yeah, it was completely over the top. Oh yeah. It was um yeah, it had that old school storytelling feel of almost a Shakespearean play where everything kind of interlinks and it's really quite unbelievable but it's kind of all dramatically satisfying yes um that's why i'd be quite interested to read the novel to see you know yeah what, the, what that more. yeah and the more depth to it because you know let's be honest this it films like two hours 40 minutes long yeah i, I presume the stage musical is probably on a par with that I um, think it starts on a Tuesday evening and ends on <laughs> Thursday morning around 5.30. I think you'll find that's probably Harry Potter and the Cursed ah, Child. Sorry, yes. <laughs> I think you have to put two weeks out of your diary for that one. Yeah, you actually have to move to a new theatre for the <laughs> second half. They haven't finished building it yet. But um, yeah. Yeah, so I'd be, I'd be interested. So basic, so there's a lot happening mm-hmm. in a relatively short well, it's not really a short running time, but a lot happens in two hours, 40 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not. So it kind of cuts time. very quickly. And obviously, because it's a musical, you know, it's quite a tricky thing to pull off on screen. Yeah. Because there isn't much time for character development or, you know, for you to really get in bed with these characters. Yeah, I mean, I can I could see why it was in development hell apparently for like a decade. Flax? I can tell you about that. Go on then. Um so it was touted around in nineteen eighty eight Alan Parker uh, considered making it. Excellent. Um, I would have loved to have seen that full cast of children. <laughs> <laughs> Custard pies flying everywhere. Maybe there should be a Lamy's version of That would be br- they should do a version of every film like that. Yeah, that would be great. Goodfellas um, would be amazing. <laughs> well, that never happened. And then in okay. 1991, Bruce Beresford, who directed Driving Miss Daisy, yep. was touted around for it. Yeah. Um, cut to 1992 and Cameron McIntosh um, was striking a deal with TriStar that never came to fruition. Cut to 2005, interest started to come back into it again. Cut to 2009, another producer got on board, etc., etc. It didn't get made till 2012. So, I mean, this has been... It's insane. This has been hanging around a while. And considering it was such a smash hit and it had been at the West End forever already, you know, Mm. when they started... 85, it it was in the West End. Yeah, yeah. it it seems amazing they didn't get made so long. It doesn't entirely work, does it, on the cinema screen? Oh, no. No, no, no. I I think that you find that with a lot... I think you would find that with a lot... Of West End musicals. Mm. 
because I think... It's hard to transfer. Yeah, the, the two don't necessarily cross very well because you can do anything you want on film. Yeah. Chicago as well was a bit of a tricky one. Chicago was done well. But I think Chicago worked on a level that this didn't work yeah. in on film. Was the director a theatre director? Because Chicago obviously had a theatre director as its director, which is probably why... And they went full tilt kind of stage version, really, didn't they? Yeah, they did. No, this was directed by Tom Hooper. Oh, okay. Not not Tobe Hooper, who I no, mo- Tom momentarily Hooper. thought it might be and then went, the guy that did Peltwogast? No, no, no. This was Tom Hooper. Yeah, he's he, the one who did uh, King's Speech. He did King's Speech, yeah. exactly. Um, he did Danish Girl. He did Damned United. Unfortunately, he did Cats, which I've not seen, but We've we all, all know was panned the to, to, to the hilt. Also, um, worked on Biker Grove in EastEnders. I mean... I'd love to see you. I don't recall seeing him there, but I'm sure... <laughs> that's because you weren't there, Brian. Oh. You've not been in Biker Grove and you've not been in EastEnders. Ricky! <laughs> see? Could have been. You don't um, know Anton Deck. Leave it be. <laughs> Let's get back to the film. So, yeah, so it starts, obviously, with them dragging in this thing. So this is where we meet Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean. portrayed by? Hugh Jackman. Mr. Hugh Jackman. Yes. Um, very well done. Um, apparently he'd been given a 19-year sentence for stealing bread. I know. Tad harsh. Mm. Thought, I thought, you know, we do moan about the justice system mm-hmm. now. But effectively, I mean, originally they go, no, you've got five years, I think he says. No, you've got five years for your original crime, and then you try to escape and got another 14. Yes, yeah, he does say something like that, yeah. But even five years yeah. for shoplifting? It's a bit much, isn't it, really? I well, mean, if you went down Sano's mm-hmm. and grabbed a, you know... A loaf of, can't think of any bread brands. Warburton's. Oh, if you grabbed a Warburton's off the shelf and legged it. Hovis. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. And many other popular <laughs> bread brands. I don't think you'd be getting five years for that. The security guard might tackle you. Probably let you go. Maybe. Depends. Slip him a fiver. <laughs> well, if you had a fiver, you wouldn't be stealing bread to begin with, would you? People who steal... I, Sinead, I don't think shoplifters as a rule are so hard done by that that's why they've taken to shoplifting. I think they're scroats. Well, in this scenario, Jean Valjean... Jean Valjean. ...has stolen the bread because needs must. Oh, yeah. His, no, he his, wanted to feed his sister's His sister's child, that. yeah. So he, yeah, so he's got some superhuman strength. He's hauling this ship in. Well, not yes. on his own. I mean, there's a whole team of them doing it, but... Yeah, and then he gets told to go and get the flag. Yeah, and he hauls that. Now, flag up now on I'm, the flagpole. I have to step in, Sinead. Mm. I'm sorry. But if there's a massive flagpole off a ship, like a, basically a tree trunk with a humongous French flag on it, mm. and I'm told by Russell Crowe, go and get it. First of all, I'd probably ask him why he's talking to me and things like that. But anyway. <laughs> Where did you come from, Russell? <laughs> Russell, we don't speak anymore. <laughs> Leave it with the lawyers, man. Um, I would walk out there. I would untie the flag from the pole and bring the flag back, which I was asked to do. I would not try and lift an entire galleon mast on my one shoulder, which ultimately will give me away later. Oh, this is what I'm saying, superhuman strength. Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, right? Ah, didn't think of that. Yeah. Maybe he was the one who tore the ship to shreds. Well, I mean, ridiculous. He wouldn't have been able to have lifted that unless he really was... Wolverine. I mean, he did lift it. You know, we, we watched Well, yeah, it. we witnessed it. So, yeah. This is like your problem with The Rock. It's weird. Uh, so we see, yeah, we see him hoisting up the whole flagpole and yeah. Russell Crowe playing Javert. Javert? <laughs> yeah, Javert, yeah. Javert. 
I mean, oh, dude's wow. got some problems. Wow. I mean, let's get into that. So I wrote here, much later on, but I'm going to say it now. He would have made an excellent health and safety manager. Oh, my God. He's so, Once he's got the yeah. bit between the teeth. Yeah, I can't give up my life. I mean, essentially, this whole film is Javert trying to track down and re-imprison Jean Valjean. That's the entire film. Yeah, and it seems to all come from very, very early on. They're singing, don't look him in the eye. Mm. And Jean Valjean looks him in the eye. And then from that point on, it's like, I'm going to make your life hell. I mean, we could all learn from this. I, I'll be honest. I think Javert mm. needs his tings. Oh, you think he's sexually frustrated and this is what's caused this? Do you think he's in love with Jean Valjean? I didn't, but maybe. Maybe. No, I think he's in love with um, justice, or as he perceives justice. Oh, yeah, because he was born in a prison. Yeah. I, I just think the man's severely disturbed, and I think he needs to get some sort of social life and stop wow. trying to persecute people. Sure. I mean, it's ridiculous. Okay, so we go on. So basically... Yeah. Um, Hugh Jackman gets his freedom. Yeah. Well... He gets his freedom, in air quotations. Freedom! Um, because he has to carry with him paper that marks him as a dangerous person. Yeah, it's his parole. It's yeah, his parole. Yeah. Um, which means really that he can't go and live any sort of life because he's got this sort of lifelong parole and he's been marked out as a dangerous person. So, I agree and I don't agree. Go on. Well, he can't get work. He can't get lodgings. No. However, I think his first mistake was he appeared to go to my barber to get his hair cut. He, he was off. a mess, wasn't he? <laughs> I swear to God, I've had that haircut in Clapham before. Oh. Yeah, probably. Mm. But you'd, I don't think you'd aged as much as he appeared to. Yeah. He looked severely aged. And I thought, oh, my goodness. is this, You know, have we kind of jumped and now it's going to be sort of like a flashback or something. Oh, no, 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 no. And why do people barefoot decide to walk across mountains where there's snow? I'd stick to the lower levels where there's no snow if I'm barefoot. Mm, you want the, the vista though, don't you? You True. want to be able to see sort of where you're going. Um, apparently, um, Hugh Jackman lost a load of weight to... They should have fed him. ...portray this role. He avoided coffee, so that wouldn't be good for you. You wouldn't have been able to have done that. That would have made me angry. I could have been... Valet, Val, what's his name? Javert. Javert. See, that got to me after a while. Yeah. Especially later Jean when Valjean. Jean Valjean becomes... Who did he become? Oh, I don't know. Oh, he takes on a different name. It was too difficult um, trying to keep up with all the names, to be became honest with you. Monsieur la Mer. A businessman and mayor, mayor of apparently. the... So apparently to get around... So he's going around trying to get work. He's trying to get lodgings, everybody, like you said, because of this... Paperwork. Person déjà vu. No. So a priest sees him and says, come on in. Come on in, mate. Get yourself warm. Rest up. Eat. We'll look after you as long as you need. And so how, how does he repay that in, priest's kindness? So naturally, he steals all his silver and does a runner. Just nicks it, man. Police find him, drag him back. Priest goes, no, nah, it's all right. I gave him the silver. You forgot these two silver candlesticks. Um, candlesticks. And then tells Jean Valjean, um... I'm going to give you all this crap, but you have to use it to have a good life. Yeah. As, uh, what, what does he call it? You know, as in not an evil life. What's the words? A productive sort of good life. Turn away from crime. Yeah. Help me out here, Sinead. Well, I don't it's know what word you're looking for. Like a moral, um, saintly life, basically. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and he said, so for that, 
I've uh, given your soul to Christ. I mean, yeah. a bit presumptuous, a bit rude. Well, I mean. But it did stop him swinging. Anyway, he has a lot of angst about it. He walks around singing for a while. Oh, yeah. So when he's walking around singing, after the priest has kind of yeah. given in this get out of jail oh, free card. Um, if you say what I'm thinking, you're a legend. I'm 100% sure I'm going to. His accent. His accent. A I'm sorry, Hugh. beautiful Irish accent. Yes. Oh, I know you're going to go to Galway. <laughs> what was going on? I don't know. You know, I like Hugh Jackman. I really enjoyed yeah. his performance in this. But that one specific yeah. song, yeah. can't remember what the, the song is called. He, yeah, he went from sort of French into this weird Irish sort of yeah. brogue, back kind of into this yeah. weird French thing. I don't know what, was, I would have had him do that again. Yeah. I mean, it didn't. I wrote Galway Man. Galway Man, yeah. He just, yeah. It was ridiculous. So it was... I sh- I should say at the at the top of this because this film is sung throughout. Um, apparently, the vocals were recorded live on set. Yes, and they had a little earpiece where a guy played a piano, and then they put the orchestral parts over afterwards. And you think I don't read, uh, sister? Well, yeah, normally you don't. You've been reading facts. No, that's my thing. Uh, it's just stuff I know from, you know, being me. Okay, that's quite unusual for um, <laughs> it is for you to read facts. Yeah. No, but also for the vocals to be recorded sort of live on set. Yeah, no, and and I can understand that's probably what you know. There was a lot involved in him singing that, mm. and then the decision probably had to be made: do we ADR it, or just or say, do we leave it? Hugh, you need to go again, but you're not. I don't think those scenes were cheap to shoot. You know, I'm not sure you got a lot of reshoots. Well. Okay. And well, not be funny, Hugh might It's have the stopped. only time he does it, though. He doesn't sort of seek off into an Irish... Hugh is a big star. He might have stopped at the end of that and went, fucking smashed that it. That was brilliant, yeah. And Tom thought, oh, no. And he went, no, he said it's probably the best I've ever done. I thought the accent is better than the rest. Can we re-record all the rest? <laughs> yeah. And Tom Imagine thought, this no, the it's last the last song. <laughs> it's the last thing we're shooting. I'd like to shoot everything else again. I want to give it this yeah, Irish twang. this is perfect. So, essentially, this is kind of the prologue to the whole story. This is just the setup to the whole story. Um, yeah. And he says, I'm going to start again. And he rips up his parole paper story, and in the air. My story must begin. So why didn't you just do that at the start? Because apparently if you rip up your paper and throw it in the air, you become mayor of the town. So... You, you've, you know, got to have some sort of character development here. Well, anyway, eight, in eight years, in eight small years, we find out he's become... The mayor, Mr. La Mer, the mayor of like Paris or something. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly where it can't meant be Paris. to be. It it's wasn't Paris because it's Paris later, isn't it? Yeah, so it's, it's obviously some, yeah, smaller, smaller French town, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we jumped to 1823. Again, brilliant production design. Adored the production design. The women working the in the factory. Pe- yeah, and all the poor yeah, people yeah, in yeah, the thing, yeah. the women in the factory and... Obviously, oh, what's her face? Miss Hathaway mm-hmm. is wearing like what? Now I wrote it down. She's wearing like pink or she's something. She's got like a pink dress blue. on when they take their cloaks off. Yeah, and they're all wearing glaze and blues. Yeah, and she's wearing pink. And yeah, yeah, she yeah. Looks absolutely stunning. Mm. And like the foreman's a sleazy git. And then the women sell her out. Yeah, sell her, sell her down the river. But what did they want? They wanted the foreman to be leching on them and touching them up, because like you get rid of the one who's getting touched up. He's going to turn to someone else. So I think basically, so they found out that she had a daughter and was sending money back to the daughter. And they, 
yeah, they basically said she's going to cause problems. We just want rid of her. I think they were just jealous of her. They just wanted rid of her. Yeah, because that's when we find out that Jean Valjean, Monsieur Le Maire, and a thousand other names he's got, walks in and we find out, oh, he's, he owns the He's factory. the businessman, yeah. And he's also the mayor. And he's like, Mr. Big Bollocks. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, walking in with his big britches, all those big bollocks. <laughs> and um, they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, he tells the foreman, because why did Javert turn up? Ah, uh, well, I didn't entirely understand why Javert had suddenly turned up. But when I was reading a synopsis of the film... Um, it says that he's come as the new chief of police to that area. Um, and because um, Jean Valjean is is the, the, mayor. the mayor, he's obviously reporting to him to basically say, I'm, I'm here at your service. Um, so, yeah, so this kind of coincides. So basically, the Fontaine and Hathaway character ends up getting the getting fired. Yeah. Pack your stuff, love. Yep, we don't. Out. We don't want no, you know, yeah, mother here trying to bitch. look after a child. Yeah. Um, and that that literally coincides with um, Javert meeting Jean Valjean and saying, "I'm here. I'm at your service." And he's got a very he's got a suspicion that he recognises yeah. him from somewhere. Says, Do I recognise you, sir? <laughs> I don't think so. Because it's a face I would not forget. What did you think to old Russell Crowe? In this um, film. So, I liked Russell Crowe's character. I liked Russell Crowe. I don't like Russell Crowe's singing. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say, I like Russell Crowe's character. I like Russell Crowe. I just don't like Russell Crowe in this character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. You don't like Russell Crowe singing. I didn't. No. I didn't. And I think, you know... I, I think, think he, he got, got a lot of grief for this. Yeah, and he got a bit of a bum steer as well. Like, what he had to sing was a lot of crap. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was constantly, Are you Jean Valjean? <laughs> You are Jean Valjean. I mean, he must have just got so bored of singing. Yeah, he didn't really have any good tunes, did he? No, he didn't. Um, and I'm going to get to the way the tunes moved around anyway, because you know, you always when you watch something a second time. I thoroughly enjoyed mm. the film still, but you see stuff you don't see the first time you watch something. Or in my opinion, I yeah, do. of course, yeah, yeah. Um, so I will bring the songs up later, but but yeah, like. Yeah, he walks in and all he's singing is, I recognise you, you don't recognise me, thank you, sir, walking away. Mm. You know, and it's just like, do we have to sing every line? Then she gets punted by the foreman because yeah. he can't be bothered to deal with it. Yeah. And naturally, um, as happens in these things, now hang on a minute, I've lost myself, because suddenly there was this bit outside. How do we get to the old boy with the car? So so she pushed out the door and he threw money at this, the supervisor guy. Yeah, so Anne Hathaway gets told to sling a rook and then a cart falls onto an old man outside and Jean Valjean runs out to lift the cart off the old boy to save him a bit of an incredible Hulk moment I thought Um, Wolverine isn't it I mean this man has superhuman strength so he hoists the cart off this old boy and Javert comes out and sees him doing it and obviously gets the flashback to the flagpole thing eight years prior and thinks, ah, could this be... Jean-Marjean. Sorry, I will stop Who broke his parole eight years ago. Could this be the man I've been obsessing over and will continue to obsess over for the remainder of the two two hours, 20 minutes running time of this film? Yeah, I mean, if you look at it in a timescale, he he obsesses about this man for nearly 30 years. It's really unhealthy. It's really unhealthy. Um... So, yeah, so Xavier's been recognised, or we think he has, 
And then obviously Anne is in a tight spot. So she has a stroll down to the docks with the prostitutes. Loved the prostitutes. Thought yeah, they were that awesome. Was, that was good. That was all very sort of characterised and stylistically sort of yeah. put together. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But she instantly falls into... Well, the poor cow. I thought one scene was really cool where they went, I'll give you 10 francs for your hair. Yeah. And they just took her and she's crying and they're cutting her hair. I know, I guarantee you. It was a real hair, did you know? Yeah, they cut her hair live on take. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I'm just giving you facts here. No, but like... It you, was Anne Hathaway's yeah, head and they cut it. You would. You'd get her to grow it and you'd cut yeah. it there because you want that visceral reaction, right? Hack it off, yeah. I've seen women in hairdressers have reactions like that to getting like a one inch trim off the bottom of their shoulder length hair well who's going to climb up it to release you from the tower <laughs> well exactly exactly hair is very important to women yeah i mean it's very important to men i don't know if you've seen the amount of money people <laughs> throw up going to turkey to have plugs put in their head loads of it i mean it works good it on makes them, you feel good about yourself That's i'm what it's not all about, against it? it but i'm just saying like it's amazing so it? she loses her hair the worst bit was the uh sell your tooth for 20 francs Oh, yeah, straight after. I mean, no one's pulling my teeth out. Well... Especially not the guy from bloody... What's it called? Was he a familiar actor? Was he the, yeah. the dentist the guy? The dentist guy was I didn't the... recognise him. You did. I don't know. Well, I, did, I didn't. I thought it was the guy from... Do you know what? We'll come back to this. It's a TV programme. It's very famous. It's set in Wales, Barry Island and Essex. And there's a really snotty friend. Oh, uh, Governor Stacey. Yes, that's it. Oh, and he's the, the husband that she hates. Yeah. yeah. It was him, I think. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, and then they take a tooth for 20 francs. So she sold her hair, she sold her teeth, and then they go, yeah, come a prosa. And she's like, yeah. Prosa, Brian, come on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Become a lady of the night. <laughs> um. Yeah, see, this is what I mean. In a musical like this, everything's got to happen very quickly. Yeah. So there's no time for any sort of development of this. It's well, just like right straight into prostitution. Yeah, I wrote she's had one hell of a night, the she's, poor girl. Yeah. Like, she got thrown out of her work and by the time the sun went down, she'd lost two of her teeth, most of her hair, and she was a prostitute. I know. Oh, God, it was awful. Yeah. Um, but what a, what a song. To be fair, yeah. And did you notice with that song, they did it a lot with close-ups, but with her, they never, ever cut away from the close-up. mm with the others, they did close up, but then they go to a weird angle wide or whatever. Mm. With her, it was full pound impact mm. the whole way through. Mm. Brilliant. So it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Was that that was after she attacked that snob, wasn't it? Tom. No, that was before. So she sang before, ah. and then she. Oh, that was after the guy had basically she'd done her first trick, if yeah. you like, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and yeah. yeah, yeah. Then she had a bit of a cry, and, and then. Yeah, then then she she gets kind of rough handled by a guy down at the docks, yes. and she she lashes out, and of course, who appears? Javert. Javert appears. I mean, and tries to take her off to prison. At which point, Jean Valjean appears, yes, and says, "No, no, no, I know this woman," and he swiftly. Um, musically realises that um, she was let go from his factory and he didn't stand up for her and he didn't... Yeah, she tells him a few home truths. Yeah, quite right as well. Yeah. So he then has this awful guilty conscience and needs to sort of salvage the whole situation and says, I, I'll take her, I'll look after her, I'll, I'll deal with this. Yeah. Um, and decides that he's going to go and get her child from the innkeeper that the child's been left with mm-hmm. and look after her and... 
look after Fontaine and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> blah, 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 blah. That was in the script. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that bit was really weird. No, and yeah, and it, it's, I love the fact though that um, Javert straight away, straight away when he rides into any situation like that is like, you're the rich one, you're the poor one. Don't worry, sir, I'll take this poverty-stricken loser away. Yeah. He always assumes the rich people are right. Yeah, of course. Always. I mean, that's the way his mind works, isn't it? Right, he's a copper. 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 Gendarme. France? Gendarme? Yeah, well, yeah, they are now, but yeah. I don't know if it would have been called oh, back that. Back then. then, no, probably not. Um, so this is happening all very fast, and he's taking her away. And then Javert gets a letter. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're like, what's this letter? What? And he reads it, and he goes in to see... Michelle Amir. Mm. And I hope AKA you guys yeah, I hope you guys are keeping up with all these bloody names. It's not much easier when you're watching it. And he goes to see Michelle Amir and he says, You must like me. I have thought you were Jean Valjean and I've had this letter from Paris saying Jean Valjean has been arrested. <laughs> are you literally gonna sing your way through this whole chat? Yeah, I'm kinda of tempted. <laughs> but that's what it's like watching it, right? So basically, he says, "Look, I sent. I told him that you were Jean Valjean. You're not, because Jean Valjean's been arrested, and I'm. I'm really sorry." Um, and Le Maire weirdly feels terrible. Well, he feels terrible for the man that that they've. Yeah. Well, someone else could could swing for your crimes. Would you not feel? I wouldn't feel good you about are it. So morally bankrupt. It's unreal. Oh, oh no! I'll, I'll go and admit that it's me, and I'll swing. Well, no, but you need to go and deal with the situation. You can't just let somebody else take the blame for you. Oh, really? Is that what you used to do at yeah, school? all the time. Just let other people deal with your problems. Yeah, just coerce them into doing stuff I wanted them to do. Well, Jean Valjean <laughs> is a better man than you. Well, clearly. So he gets all upset because some guy's going to swing he doesn't know. Instead of just going like most people would, free and clear, dude, this is great. I've bumped parole. I'm mayor of the world. I can leave here. I cannot live with my... I'm not going to keep doing this. No, don't. It's... Um, yeah, so he then goes into the court and goes, I'm Jean Valjean. Yeah. And they go, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Then he's definitely free and clear, but apparently he won't accept that, so he gives him a prison number. <laughs> like, 24681, was it? 24681. 24601. I don't know. I wasn't... I think it was. Yeah. Then they start singing about the number. Got to stop singing. So he runs in and they go, okay, we don't believe it. So he runs out, <laughs> leaves the guy there. He goes, I'll be back Everything in three days Everything happens super, or whatever. super quickly. And goes straight to see Anne yeah. in hospital. Yeah. Now, she's not looking good. No. She's clearly not going to make it. No, she's not. And she's it, looking a little bit, like, what's the word? On her deathbed? Pale. Yes. Delirious. Delirious, yeah. Yeah, she's a bit oh, like Oh, she's delirious because she's, she's, she's having visions of her child. Another creepy kid in a white gown floating through curtains. Didn't like that. Just saying. Yeah, didn't like no, that. It's fa- yeah, it's fair enough. I didn't I didn't have a problem with it. And then you think, okay, he saved her now. She's sorted she's going to have a good life with him. Dies. I know. I couldn't believe it. Even though at the back of my head, I, I think I knew that that character died like you know yeah, sort yeah. of in the in the sort of cultural consciousness of yeah. what the very little i knew about lame is she bloody died i know we were only about 40 minutes into the film yeah i mean not even and i thought especially as i'd read that she got the oscar yeah you thought you she was gonna be on all the way through it no nah so she dies we were in janet lee slash drew barrymore territory yes we were um i couldn't believe it she dies and then 
Oh God, I <laughs> the most inappropriate timing. Russell Crowe turns up again, mate. Very like absolutely not the time. This woman's just died. Hugh Jackman's just said, "I will go find your daughter, raise her as my own, give her the life. You know yeah. that will be yeah. that will be the good thing that I will do." Yeah. And Russell Crowe decides, "No, we'll I'll come in and we'll we'll try and have some sort of duel to the death." Yeah, basically. What a pain! That was when I said he'd been a good health and safety manager. I mean, yeah, yeah. he just—he's not going to let it go, is he? But then it's hilarious because then he's um, Michelle Amere mm. asks Javier, "Give me three days, I'll be back." Yeah, why should he? He gave you like you've been on the run for nineteen years or something. Why would he suddenly believe in three days you'll come back? Well, he doesn't, does he? Of course not. And so they have a fight. One has a sword, one has a piece of wood. Yeah. Apparently that's even Stevens. Well. And old La Mer flings himself out the window into some water. A.K.A. Tom Daly. I mean, he took a right old dive off there, didn't he? Oh, yeah, that was impressive. That was a six. That was... I think I think even China, which has a very harsh record with uh, diving... Would give him an excellent score. What's the highest score you can get? I don't know. I've just gone into figure skating, but thanks for pointing that out. We could have just moved on. <laughs> I think it's actually probably a 10. But, you know, that's fine. So, yeah. Yeah, I was I was quite impressed by that. So then we swiftly move to Master of the Inn, Keeper of the Ass. So, yeah. So, yes, absolutely. We Best bit of the whole yeah. film. Agreed, but completely incongruent. In terms of it, because it was light relief. Well, all of a sudden, the whole film seemed to sort of... Yeah, this light relief bit was very West End, very staged. Very Shakespearean, I thought. Yeah, but again, it felt like it was on a stage. It felt very Master West End. Master of the Ass, Keeper of the Ass. I loved it. I loved it. We've got, for those that haven't seen it, we have got Helena Bonham Carter in the, I mean, the role she was born to play. Yeah, that woman should have been born then. Yeah. That, I, I I mean, I don't know what's wrong with me because every time she's like 15, 16, 17th, 18th, one of these period dramas, mm. fancy the arse off her. Yeah, of course. Just full tilt. It suits her down to the ground. It doesn't matter. She's got no teeth. doesn't matter. Her hair's <laughs> terrible. She just looks amazing. And it's like, Phew. And then like, you know, normal life. She's still a good looking woman, but eh, it's having a bottom yeah, car. But you like the sort of, the slightly unwashed, unkempt, well, gap-toothed. Uh... As a rule, no. But... <laughs> In that, yeah. and But I thought, I'm not sure what I felt about Sasha Baron Cohen. So she she, she uh, is married to Sasha Baron Cohen and they run this in and yeah. they're looking after Cosette. Well, I mean, Cosette's there. They don't really give a crap about her, do they? They no. treat her like absolute filth. I mean, talk about Harry Potter. I don't know whether old JK swiped a whole load of that if I've, if she watched the theatre production. I don't know. What, they reminded you of Harry Potter? Yeah, she was under the stairs, sweeping up. The other kid was spoiled. You go out to the well. I mean... Uh, yeah, that's kind of like classic sort of storytelling though, isn't it? That kind of almost Dickensian sort of Oliver Twist type I thing. mean, there's a lot of classic stories I could read that don't have a child <laughs> that lives in a pub. Well, you've been, you know... You haven't been reading the right sort of stuff. Well, clearly. I'll find you the right sort of stuff that you should be reading. Um, Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen is the innkeeper. Yeah. A.K.A. Helena, Helena's husband. I liked him. It Mm. did go a bit Ali G at moments. Yeah. And it was a little bit France by way of the East End. Because 
the recent film we saw him in that Chicago trial. Oh yeah, the trial of the Chicago Seven. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, absolutely yeah, yeah, blew yeah. me away. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll be honest. There were moments where I thought, yeah, he's he's sort of seeged into Ali G territory here. Yeah. Um, but on the whole, as the sort of comedy element of the film. I was there for it, Brian. Yeah, you see, to me, it was all very deep. Everybody was full of angst. It was all very grimy. He was pulling boats out of the sea. His, you know, cuffed hands. He's making his way. She was just literally been thrown in, having her hair cut off, prostitution, teeth pulled out. Oh, it was bleak. She dies after getting some weird dementia. And then they just... <laughs> well, exactly. We needed something to lift our spirits. Good Lord, if the whole film had been like that without this little bit of comic interlude... Yeah. I mean, it would have been totally depressing. But I thought the first scene was a little bit pantomime-esque. We're just going to have to you know, agree to I disagree on this. I almost stood up twice and shouted, he's behind you. <laughs> you should have done. That would have been quite... <laughs> that would have been quite funny, wouldn't it? Um, did you notice when so so yeah it's all very choreographed and they're they're sort of displaying their in the inn and the people that come in and out and all their dodgy dealings and there was a gentleman leaving and they swapped his suitcase or briefcase for a bassinet with a child in it right did you notice that it no. was he he was standing at the bottom of the stairs and they they took his bag away and they slipped a kid oh, right. and he picked it up and he walked out I noticed that and I thought, oh, right, that's, yeah, you know, that is, is what it is. Um, apparently in the book, it's quite clear that that child is Gav- Gavroche, who appears later. Ah. So later, in the next portion of the film, we meet this little urchin child, basically the artful dodger. Yeah, very much so. Um, and the, yeah, in the book, the idea is that that, that little baby that they... Oh, swapped okay. out for the suitcase is him okay. I thought it was quite a nice little yeah no touch. it's a shame they didn't make more of that in the film mm. but yeah I they did didn't think... have time to Brian people had to carry on singing but I did think um, as well it was quite funny how as soon as you go to the sort of dodgy craft you know the dodgy crafty the crafty cockney dodgy, everyone became a cockney in, in France yeah, yeah everyone <laughs> became a cockney as soon as it was like they rob people they yeah. steal they get drunk they're all prostitutes and thieves it was like Oh, look, surprise, surprise. They're all given a Cockney accent. It was, it was. It was. We'd gone from Hugh Jackman's, um, mm. yeah, Irish accent earlier. We'd landed in the East End by way of Paris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and and um, Cosette was a proper little pauper and she was sent out to go and get water from somewhere in the woods at night. Yeah. I, I mean, it didn't really make any sense, but... Obviously, who comes strolling through the woods? Here we go. Coincidence, thank God. Here comes Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean. Even though no one had up to that point told him where the girl was. No, no that was just coincidence, you see. But he stumbled maybe, upon yeah. her. But anyway, and he was like, your name? And she goes, Cosette. And he goes, brilliant, that'll do. That'll That's do. enough ID. Yeah, exactly. I don't need any more than that. I'm not sure she'd have any other ID on her back then, would she? Driver's licence. Yeah, Snapchat profile. Like, exactly. You know, let's just, see. Just show me your friend. No, maybe you can't say that. She was very young. But anyway, friend. and then he goes, very not 21st century. Mm-hmm. Trust me, take me back to where you <laughs> live, little girl. <laughs> very weird. You can trust me. Um, and they go back and he goes, I want to pay up all her debts. I'm taking her away. Yeah. Her mother's passed away. I'm taking her away. And in fairness. And they go ka yeah, in fairness, the best, best bit for that was where um, Sasha Barakoe yeah. goes, 
love you. Sylvie's <laughs> <laughs> knows there's money. I love you. Very, very good. I also loved um, when they, they've got as much money as they can out of him. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, still kind of pretending that they give a crap about Cosette. And he goes, farewell, Courgette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he calls her Colette. Yeah, Courgette. he just gets the name wrong constantly. But I, I like the Courgette. I like, I like the idea a kid would be Courgette. If you're going to have a kid, what what um, vegetable name would you give it? I might go for like radish. Yeah. Yeah. Carrot. Carrot. Old Carrot Franklin. Old Carrot. <laughs> radish is, I think, you know, you could shorten it to Sprout. Red. Sprout. Sprout. There he is. Like that. That's good for a dog, actually, Sprout. Yeah. Ooh, anyway. Write that down. Yeah, write it down. Um, So he sweeps off with Cosette. He does. And lo and behold, who appears? Javert's back. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, get a grip, man. Um, He's too late. He's already gone. And now he has to go and continue his his quest to find him i did wonder i thought to myself what the hell at this point is jean valjean's plan because clearly now everybody knows who he is yeah clearly now he's beginning to realize how psychotic javert is and how he's not going to give this up easily yeah so what's like he doesn't we don't really understand what his plan is. He goes to like the city gates and he sees that people are being checked at the gates. So he grabs Cosette and, and legs it basically and ends up climbing up a rope, being chased by Javert, climbing up a rope. Excellent. You know, everyone can apparently climb a rope apart from me. So I'm sure my PE teacher taught him how to do that. <laughs> it's a little bit like just the climb that fucking rope, climb that fucking rope. Well, maybe if you've got Russell Crowe Crow sort of chasing you down, ready to put you in prison or kill you, maybe that would give you the emphasis you need to get up the rope. Mr. Bird threatened to kill me a few times. I still can get up the fucking rope. <laughs> so, man, that's a lot of weight hanging on these two little arms. <laughs> oh, what do you want? Oh, poor little Brian. I know, sad times. Yeah, okay, but. Yeah, so is that the bit then before he ends up in the convent, right? No, yeah, so he goes up the rope and ends up on the roof of, of like, the convent. Yeah. And another great coincidence, there's a bloke up there who is willing to help him. He's not on the roof, he's in a garden. Yeah, but it's, like, on a roof garden, isn't it? He goes up in the rope. In a 19th century Parisian roof garden, is what you're telling me. I mean, that's the vibes it was giving me. I mean, I climbed, thought he climbed down the other side of the wall because he let, he dangled her down afterwards on the piece of rope as well. Did he? Yeah. Do you know what? I saw that and I thought, this is gorgeous. I could be up there with a cocktail, Ooh. kicking back. Which cocktail? Um, Probably something like a mojito. Wow. Yeah. I think, I don't know if, there, there's a few YouTube videos about that show you how to make cocktails over. Oh, is there? I'll have to, yeah, I'll have have to look. look that up and see what I can find. Um, well, what would you be drinking up there? Me? What's, what's like a classic French cocktail? I don't know. I don't know, you know. What would I, I would probably go for something like either a penicillin. Yeah. Or... You know me, I just have a Negroni. Oh my goodness, I'd be the very devil's happy drink. With that. The devil's drink. Yeah. I don't understand why anyone drinks Negroni. It's absolutely, toxically, potently evil. <laughs> Sorry, straight away, Brittany. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. People didn't listen to this to hear our cocktail choices. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then Javert walks out on a roof 
apparently, mm. a big green screen ramp and starts to sing again. Yeah, I wasn't keen on this bit. Um, and I've written, he's a little obsessed with this shoplifter. I can't see a group four guard being so committed. <laughs> Imagine. Well, definitely not group four, I don't I mean, think. you know, I'm sure we've all picked stuff up, sweets and stuff we probably shouldn't have taken out of shops when we were kids. I can't imagine the guy from the VG still strolling around outside in North Lynn going, where is Franklin? If you get a phone call from your mum later no, going, no. this guy's just turned up. And 30 years on, he's looking for you. Yeah, and he just keeps singing. Bring bring back those little pink mushroom sweets that you used to get in the penny oh, bag. Um, yeah, I, I've written the same thing, Brian. I've put, what is this dude's problem? I know. Because it's too much. He needs counselling. He talks about um, it, him being a fugitive. He will never yield. Those who <laughs> fail to pay the full for bread, price. For bread. Like, and he'd already really? done 19 years. There must be other criminals out there that Javert could go and actually do some good work with. Why is he so hung up on this dude? Yeah, I don't know. What he is t- going on? He tore up the parole paper. He made him look like a fool. I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? I made him look like because a fool. Because he Ma- gave Male him... pride. Yeah, because as far as I could see, Javert gave him parole. Right, okay. Yeah. And then he went and ignored the parole. Yeah, okay. So he's okay. Male Maybe pride. Maybe that's it. The destruction of everything, again, comes down to male pride and nonsense. Why not just say men, Sinead? Well, you know that's what I wanted to say. I know. But I held myself back a little bit there because I don't want to come across, you know... A sexualist. Unfair. Yeah, Yeah. I don't want to be be deemed a sexualist. Um, (laughs) But the guy, the guy, well, apparently not on the cocktail roof convent garden thing yeah i mean that would be huge in hoxton but there we go exactly um it's he helps uh jean valjean because it's the guy that yeah, he picked, he the, picked car. the car he off goes, it's earlier. me it's dave i mean the guy you lifted the the, the ford fiesta off the amount of coincidences Brilliant. i got quite Brilliant. a lot of um <laughs> sorry got quite a lot of uh, maria von trapp vibes from that scene yes yeah Do you know what i mean yeah. i thought well, that's probably like a musical trope that they've ticked yeah going through the convent so then we leap forward because oh, he says, hide me, hide me. What year are we in now? The old man, he says, hide me. And we leap forward then to 1832, which is what, another... Another eight years? Yeah, eight or nine years. Nine years. Nine years. And um, we are introduced to Sid Owen's midget twin, Gavroche. Sid, yeah, you're right. That could be Sid Owen's yeah. son almost, it could, couldn't, it? couldn't it? Yeah, Gavroche. Gavroche. I loved him. Oh, he's a little scrote. Oh, did you not like him? No, I do love him. I do love him. I thought he but, stole the show yeah, a little my, bit. My stepdad would have called him a little scrote. Oh, he was a little scrote. Yeah. But, like, in a really charming way. And then they do one of the, what I think is one of the best shots in that film. And and oh. they did a lot of cool shots. Like, you can't knock them, they did a lot of cool shots. But where little Gavroche mm. is running around and then he jumps on the back of a horse and cart. Yeah. And he's sitting between the two wheels as it's going off into the... City yeah. singing. Yeah. It's a fucking amazing shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Is it, it's amazing. just like tracking off. Tracking yeah, it's just tracking after, after him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, wee, 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 you know, whatever. Singing about water babies, whatever he's singing about. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, yeah, Turn no, I, love, page, I loved him. Brian. But yeah, I thought, yeah, Artful Dodger all over here. Um, so he he leads us to the revolutionaries, yeah. I'm going to call them. <laughs> and we meet Mr. Eddie Redmayne. But before we meet Eddie Redmayne, he does do Little Gavroche, mm. the best ever Cockney. Vive la France! Vive la France! He yeah, can't, yeah, he can't even France. say France, he says France with a W. 
Brilliant. Vive la France. Absolutely love that kid. Yeah. But then we go and meet the revolution, which is being led by Eddie Redmayne. Yes. Now, he couldn't have looked any posher if he'd have tried. Well, he was thought, posh, though, yeah. wasn't he? And yeah. then they established that he actually was posh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very annoying people. I don't mean to, um, you know, besmirch anyone who may be listening to this, but very, very privileged people who think they're going to fight a poor man's cause are extremely irritating. Just fund it. Leave us alone. <laughs> um, I mean, his heart was in the right place. I agree, but it's all this running around. Like, what should we do? What should we do? They're all like Harrow boys that are going, we're going to lead the charge for revolution, boy. Perhaps not helped by a particular member of this band of, of revolutionaries yeah. being played by Hugh Skinner, who plays Wills in That's The Windsors. Who it was. <laughs> yeah. I, I was Did you not get yeah. it straight away? It was like, oh, it's no, as as Wills on, from I The thought, Windsors. I know him. Yeah. I know him. Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Future King of England. And I haven't. I've only seen that actor in yeah. The Windsors and now in Les yeah. Mis. And I don't doubt he's a marvelous actor, but I I just see that Will's mm. caricature now, and mm. I'm just like, oh no, is he typecast? Like, I I need to go. I'll, I'll I'll make a concerted effort to go and watch him in more stuff because I just see that Will's thing, yeah. and I just can't take him seriously. Yeah. And, so, just... and there's all these posh kids moaning. And, and running around and rah, rah, rah. It was all very posh. Mm. And then he sees Cosette and La Mer. Eddie does. He does. He sees Cosette. And he's like, Now, what's her ooh, name, Max? What's her name, Amanda that? Seyfried. That's it. Amanda Seyfried turns up with a massive eye. Also in Mamma Mia. Just the biggest pair of eyes you've ever seen. She's got mind. massive eyes. And I, I'm not using that as a euphemism. No, I'm talking about her eyes on her head. Massive. And he's like, she's walking along with a mare they're both incredibly posh he falls in love instantly Instantly. but what I don't understand is La Mare did a runner from being a mare the court having nothing went into hiding at a convent what did he steal the silver from the convent how is he suddenly a gentleman again I I, I mean I've no idea I don't think it's important in this in this musical world well well he, he 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 took wealth with him didn't he he would have taken wealth with him Oh yeah, I suppose so. What I don't understand is why just 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 be a little bit more discreet about your life. You've already got away from Russell Crowe once. Just be a little bit more discreet about it. I tell you what, maybe leave the country. Well, uh, well, which, which he suggests yeah. later on, and it's like, after dude, another, you should have done that eight years ago. Yeah, after another twenty years of being chased, he decides. I think we'll go to England. But then I suppose too late. Back then, probably wasn't that easy to track a man. It's not like what's that program on Channel Four now? Hunt. The Hunted. Hunted. Celebrity Hunted. Celebrity Hunted. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not like that, is it? They're not tracing him via his debit card transactions or no, exactly. where he got petrol or, what you yeah. know, which services he stopped at on the M4. No. So it's kind of harder to find him. Yeah, because there was no M4 in France. There still isn't. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure the facial recognition cameras in uh, 19th century France weren't uh, up to it. Do you know, Maybe it was facial recognition paintings. People oh, just yeah. sitting on roofs. Yeah, sketching Painting you and then they'd be like, that's that's Jean Valjean. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) he, so he spots the older cousette while he's running around with the young girl. Eponine. Epihu. Eponine. Okay. So. (laughs) Don't don't just ignore me. I thought her name was Ebony or something. Eponine. So. Trust me. So Eddie and Epiface were. Eponine. Eponine. Probably my favourite character. Of course she was, because she dressed as a boy later, apart from anything else. 
<laughs> so he's running around with her. She clearly wants him. Eponine, like, Eponine is in love with him and she's got amazing eyebrows for 1832, just saying. Oh, yeah. I mean, incredible hair as well. <laughs> but yeah, she's running around with him. He's like most blokes, can't see the wood for the trees, running around. Like, oh, she's he's not interested in Eponine. He's, he's, he's fallen Romeo and Juliet style. Yeah. He's fallen instantly, instantly yeah. in love with Cosette. I mean, it could almost be a sort of 1950s British film, you know, where yeah, like a they see them once, thing, they yeah. touch them on the arm, and then the next day they ask them to marry him. Well, we're going to be married, you fool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he sees her, and then Eponine and him are, are running around, and, and Eponine goes back, and we get to see a really rough-looking version of but, Helena Bonham Carter yeah. and Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. You still fancied her though, didn't you? Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, well, you know, it doesn't matter. Well, so we realise then... Not as much there, though, I have to be honest. Oh, okay. We realise then that Eponine is actually their daughter. Yes, the one that was the posh kid earlier and is now the poor kid, and then the one that was the poor kid, or being treated like one, Cosette, is now the posh kid. So everything's kind of flipped on its head. And um, Eddie Redmayne has the gall to ask Eponine to help him find Cosette. Yeah. Cheeky git. What is it with men? Well, we're stupid. Well, I mean, he obviously can see that she's in love with him, but it's like, well, you know, I just help me find this other woman. But in all fairness, Sinead, yeah. um, it's not just unique to men. As a bloke, there's been quite a few women you can fancy and they just, I'm not interested. They don't have to reciprocate the <laughs> love back. Yeah, but it would have been nice if he had. Oh, you love me? Oh, I didn't know. Oh, in that case, let's get married and have babies. <laughs> I've given you. We're no in a film musical. That's yeah, basically exactly. how things go. And then they started singing, and I'm sorry, I, I really do like this film, but this one song could have been cut every time. Which song? Red is for victory, <laughs> black is for bums, red is for your mother, and black is for a packet of tums. What was this red and black well, song? It was Awful. Red and blue, wasn't it? Wasn't it to do with the flag? No, French I flag. It was red and black. I might have have got that wrong. I hated it. It just felt very Etonian. Okay. Very Etonian. Okay, right. Very Etonian. That that sort of And everybody else looked at Oxbridge. All of his other revolutionaries looked like they were from either Oxford or Cambridge. Yeah, they did, yeah. But that all sort of washed over me, really. Um, I was just kind of going along with the flow. Yeah. So we get... um, Cosette has her own little... Oh, she has a single. She has her own little song. I thought um, Mr. Jackman, mm. Monsieur Le Maire, mm. Jean Valjean, mm. Prisoner 47216, <laughs> I thought his wrists, where she went, what are your secrets? And pulled up his shirt a little bit. I was going to say, what is she? Yeah, pulled up his shirt. His shirt sleeves. Yeah. His wrist looks completely mangled from when he'd had... Mm. Shackles. Yeah, that's yeah. the word. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not as good as he really. Great, yeah. um, great makeup. So she, we kind of musically very quickly find out that she doesn't know anything about his past. He's raised her. Yeah. She, she calls him father. But yeah. She doesn't really, she doesn't know anything about what's gone before. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Eddie Redmayne finds his way to Cosette. Well, because um, Eppeline or whatever. Eppeline takes her. Yeah. Takes him over and says, oh, I found her. Yeah. Even though they've been in hiding for nine years. But this is what I mean. They're not under the radar at all. Oh, I found him. Um, so and then like Romeo and Juliet, they have a little 
sort of sing song through the gates at each other and declare their love for each other. Yeah, and... because obviously when you look at someone and think, wow, they're attractive, I'm instantly in love, mm. they look across back at you and as etiquette states, they instantly fall in love as well. Oh, yeah, that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Romance, I mean, I it's not dead. And they sing through an old rusty gate. Through an old rusty gate, yeah. And And then, I'm sorry, but the butterfly wrangler... On this film was amazing. Oh, there was like a little butterfly that landed on there. I thought on that was a gate. bit twee, to be honest. And it just stayed on the gate. Yeah, and I thought, yeah, no. that poor guy must have been sitting in the background. <laughs> stay! Stay! <laughs> Derek, <laughs> do not move! Stay, Derek. I wonder how many shots it took. Derek's opened his wings. <laughs> Derek, I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> I love yeah. the idea of a butterfly with a trailer. I wasn't, yeah. I mean, this was all a bit too cheesy and romantic for me, to be honest. No. I wanted to, you know. No, um, yeah. Let's let's get back. I was pining for Javert at this point, which... Well, yeah, but Javert didn't turn up. Who did? Sasha Baron Cohen. So he turns up with his cronies basically to rob the place. Yeah. And Eponine, because she's a good moral character, um, screams to alert. Yeah, even though he says, oh, I'll give you something to scream about. Yeah, slaps her. Yeah, but that was a very common thing when I was a kid. Don't cry, I'll give you something to cry about. Don't yeah, but they didn't actually follow through with the about. slap, did they? Oh, no, 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 exactly. no. But my point is, that threat was... Yeah, yeah but he oh, follows through. Gives her a wallop. Oh, yeah, no, I know. She screams anyway, and then obviously... And obviously, what alerting does the La Mer do him inst- instantly? We need to leave. We need, we need to, to leave, because that's Chavez. Yeah, Even Chavez though it sounded incredibly like a woman. Oh, no, because I think, actually... No, because that means the police will be summoned. So no, Chavez no, no. will come. Yes. No. Oh, what? Because when she goes, ah, mm-hmm. what um, Sasha Baron Cohen does, he goes, police. And then he thinks Sasha Baron Cohen is. Oh, oh, I thought police, it was I just think. like, oh, I just thought he, he it was like police are going to be on their way. Therefore, Javert's going oh, yeah, to be on his way. Be right. I that mean, to be honest, how I read it. Okay, that's fine. You win. It's not about winning or losing, Brian. No, it is. It's about, you know, it's about you making notes about me. They're called reasons to dump you. Okay, well, that's fine. I'm not giving you many. Um, yeah, and at this point, he's like, oh, Javert's found us. We must go to England. And it's like, mate, you could have done this when you initially took her eight, ten years ago or whatever it was. Why have you left it so late? Yeah. She then decides she'll leave a letter for Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, I missed all this bit. Yeah, I didn't quite understand because I looked across at you at one point and was like, did Eponine give the letter yeah, to said, Eddie? Yeah. And you were like, yes, <laughs> clearly she, she hadn't. Yeah, I don't know. Because then later on... So what happened? You just drifted off yeah, at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was because of all that singing. Yeah, I know. It was getting a bit intense by this point, wasn't it? Yeah. But she does. She she leaves a letter. Um, yeah. Eponine takes the letter, but doesn't actually give it to Eddie Redmayne's character. I don't know what his name is. It wasn't... Oh, no, I do, 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 I do. I do. I do. They call him it later. It's not Munter. It's... Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Hold. Talk, Sinead. Um, there are people listening. <laughs> um, she doesn't give... She doesn't give Eddie Redmayne the letter. Um, and instead... Um, we move, We kind of... They... Oh, no. I've lost the track completely. That's because of this old Eddie Redmayne thing. I have got the... It will come up later in the notes. Um... 
Yeah, so the street set then is amazing. There's a 30-minute angst session. It feels like 30 minutes of angst. Everybody's in angst. They can't have their love. She can't have her love. He can't have yeah, his it love. Yeah, it's all sort of getting quite intense and jumbled. And the revolutionary part of it now suddenly kind of comes to the forefront. And it, I don't know, this is... The wheel started to come off a little bit for me here because I thought... Yeah. Be- because because of the constraints of the whole thing, yeah, you've got essentially this small band of men mm-hmm. sort of leading the charge, and it didn't you didn't get that feeling that it was a bigger thing than that. But that was the point. I don't think it was. That's what he was saying. Oh. Like they were. If you notice later, he was like the revolution. The people will rise up with us. And then they said in the next one, nobody's risen up. It's just us. And then everybody shut their shutters on them, didn't they? Yeah, they did. But didn't they talk later about um, another, like someone else had fallen? As if like there were factions across the city of no, these that was men. The, the general that had died was like someone who was leading. The, I think there was yeah, still yeah, revolution yeah. in the air. Yeah. But as far as Paris or whatever just, this little amazing set was called that suddenly went very West End. It went, yeah, okay. So maybe that's what I'm trying yeah. to say poorly. Um, it suddenly went very West End. It suddenly felt like I was on a stage yeah. or on a sound set yeah. and it was quite small and it was it didn't have the the grand bigger picture and I think impact that, for me. It felt like I was staring at a, yeah. a, a stage. Well I think this is the downside of this film. When when we went to the pub, I think that's when that started earlier on. And then when we went to the little right, street okay. scene, as beautiful yeah. as that was, yeah, yeah, yeah. suddenly it was clearly a stage set. Yeah. And it was like, oh. Yeah. And it went from being this big open vast thing. But I suppose CGI wasn't up to it then. Like now you could probably do a phenomenal version. I mean, the CGI was pretty good 2012. I mean, I'm sorry, to those those dinosaurs in Jurassic Park... What year was that film made? You do know they weren't CGI most of those. The close-ups were all done with puppets and stuff. He did that on purpose. Okay, but there was a lot of CGI in that film. And also, let Jurassic Park go. Do you know dinosaurs won't come back? Sinead, it's okay. I'm not going to be. I'm. I, I'm not being funny. I've actually just slightly scared myself. Yeah, I know. You look like you're going to cry. Yeah, now. I like. I just saw a vision of a, <laughs> a dinosaur in my head, and it just freaked me. I out. swear to God, watery eyes. Let's get back. Yeah. To this, right? So, so they are starting to rise up. The revolution is... Yeah. And they have this 30 minutes extension where she decides, I'm going to strap my tits down and I'm going to pretend to be a boy. And so that's this is you're talking about. Yeah. My favourite character. Yeah. Loved it. So she does that. And then everybody's singing it. Apparently there's one more day. One more day till everything. One more day. Oh, they're all bloody... And I wrote in here, a bunch of bloody procrastinators. Everything's getting done tomorrow. Get it done now. No, one day more it is, isn't it? Well, it doesn't matter. One they're still saying... No, this was good. I like that. these rousing moments. Oh, I'm on board for those. Okay. That's what I want. I want... Like, life would be so much better if, you know, we actually sang our way through it. Not through the entirety of it. I can have normal dialogue and normal speech at certain points. But a bit more hairspray. Like, if we went through life like Tracy Turnblad and sang our way through the important moments... Wouldn't we, like, the world would be a better place. So Eddie goes to join his mates. I'm sorry, Sinead, I can't just keep having the same house. It's silly. Okay. Um, so Javier 
Javert, sorry, Eddie decides to go and join his mates and Javert suddenly decides he's going to nip all this shit in the bud. He's bored of it. Yeah. So he goes into the camp. He infiltrates. He infiltrates, disguised, undercover. That basically means a flat cap. And in he goes. And um, at the time, everything, because they're in the city, which starts to look more and more like Bath and less and less like Paris. <laughs> nice. Um, and there's a, they all have a bit of a sing-song and, and there's the cavalry there. There's a bit of a fight. I can't. I couldn't work out at that time whether Javert was turning to well, the revolutionaries or not. Okay, so that's what I wanted to ask you, because there was initially I thought, oh my god, he's actually like maybe this is his character arc. He's actually turning. He's actually kind of realised that you know whatever he thinks he's fighting for yeah. is 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 kind of nonsense. And I did for oh I'd say a good seven or eight minutes mm. think that he'd actually you know. Yeah. Turned. And so just to make it clear to anyone who's listening, this was a part which was basically a procession of some general that had been killed yeah. that was representing the people, not the royalty. And, mm. and that's when all this kicked off in the streets of Bath slash Paris. <laughs> and then they went running away, the revolutionaries, because the cavalry turned up and people started getting hurt and they ran off. And they ran straight back onto the bloody stage set. Mm. It just really didn't... That's what I mean. It didn't You were in these jail, did it? huge no. streets. It was like watching the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you know, where he runs through 80s New York, yeah. turns a corner yeah, and yeah. he's in 15th century Bavaria. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, come on. But, um, yeah, so Javert then goes up to the revolutionaries and he said, I'll go and find out when they're going to attack. I'll go and find out and I'll give you all that information. Yeah, and you'll know. Like it. Yeah, and they go, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And um, he goes off and he comes back and he says, I've got all the clues. I've got everything. Brilliant. They're going to come tomorrow. And the little Sid Cockney goes, Don't I know you? He knows. That is exactly how it sounds. Yeah. I mean, that was probably a bit creepy for Sinead because that was like the little fella here. But he goes, oh, I know yous. Yours have So they knock him out. Yeah, I mean, where, were, where was Gavroche earlier? Why didn't he out him earlier? I think he was probably crawling through bins or something <laughs> um so they knock him out and then the uh, army have turned up outside the barricade on the stage set and they open fire yeah so it turns out he was lying so we know javert wasn't trying to help yeah he was telling them they're coming in the morning rest so they don't be able to walk in exactly my eight minutes of thinking maybe this man had had some sort of semblance of sense yeah was gone yeah and again remind yourself here that la mer didn't have to be involved in any of this because nine years ago he could have just said, I'm glad you found that Jean Valjean. Again, though, Brian, you can't let an innocent man swing for your Who crimes. Who says he's innocent? You don't know what he'd done. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. I mean, so, this is turning into reasons for me to dump you, not... Oh, trust me, love. There's a list. So the army opens fire. They're climbing up the barricades. Everybody is fighting. Oh, it's all going wrong. Oh, my God. And then... One of them's about to shoot Eddie Redmayne in the face. And I'm thinking, go on. And Ebony, Eponine, leaps in the way, grabs the gun, points at her own chest. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I made that sound quite dramatic. It was quite good. And it turns out, yeah, she just wanted to stop Eddie getting hurt. I've got his name here somewhere. It's really doing my head in. 
Well, now she eventually yeah. gives and him the letter. Goes, I have a letter, which I told she knew she'd already given over. <laughs> and she just, then they have a sing song about how happy she is to die in his arms. Oh, why do all the women in this film have to die? What's going, you know what I mean? I mean, as I wrote here, I I have a similar effect on ladies in terms of like... They, they kill they, themselves. They're prepared to kill themselves for me. Uh, mm. As long as they're in my arms. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, anyway. Um, he takes the letter, he reads it, he realises it's from Cosette and then he sends Gavroche off with a response. Yeah, because obviously he never delivers any details himself. He's too much. I mean, coward. he's in the middle of a of a revolutionary fight, Brian. He's not going to go off himself, is he? Okay. He's going to send the little artful no. dodger off to do it for him. That's what the artful dodger's there for. True. And then the artful dodger shoots off, and he delivers it. Has a nice little funny scene where he goes, "Give me some money, little bit for me, little bit for you." <laughs> Don't know why. But he hands it over to uh, Jean Valjean instead of. Cosette. Yeah, and obviously, him being a dad, what does he do? Straight away opens her correspondence and reads it. Yeah, absolutely. All of it. Um, which then brings him to... Go and find Marius. Oh, that's that his, name, his name, Marius. Marius, Marius Yeah, it was. It? Yeah, because I thought, no, I've written Marius. that down right. Okay, so he's, he goes off to find Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, Marius. Marius. Um, and he gets there and is then faced again with Javert. Yeah. Oh, my God, you know. Will this never end? Oh, I know. Um, and they basically say to him, okay, you know, you, you're you one of us, but you need to deal with him. You need to kill him, basically. Yeah, but because when he goes to join at first, they don't trust him They either. don't trust him, obviously. But obviously, naturally being Javert, he goes, sniper! And he spins around and kills like three snipers on the roof. Brilliant. And then they say, yeah, what do you want? And he said, oh, I want Javert. Mm. And he lets him go. Yeah. And then he says to him, fuck off. He's You're obviously right. from my mum's school of um, forgiveness. Because yeah. even though Javert says to him, well, you know, you're going to let me go, but this doesn't mean you yeah. haven't bought me. You no. haven't bought your freedom. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not trading my freedom for yours sort of thing. So basically, I'm still not giving up. Um, but he lets him go anyway. Yeah. And and Russell, I wrote Russell needs counselling. Russell definitely needs counselling. From what I've heard, I think probably does. And then, yeah, she basically sees, sorry, Jean Valjean sees that Marius, played yeah. by Eddie Redmayne, is yeah. a good guy. Yeah. And then has a little sing about it. <laughs> has a little sing about <laughs> he it. He loves it. Um, and then, I, I don't know if you noticed when uh, he was singing about Eddie, because Eddie was having a kip or something, and he stood up. He was having a kip? Well, he was. He was sleeping. Oh. And... and um, Jean Valjean singing, and behind him there was on the wall an was a eye. painting of an eye, yeah, which I is saw a very that. Hitchcock thing. It represents God. It represents uh, the all And he's talking about his soul and being belonging to God. I thought that was really well done. Uh, okay, I did see the eye. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really good. And um, and Eddie stays fast asleep, and I'm thinking, how do you sleep when someone's standing over you going? Like, if you were asleep oh, and I, I stood next to you going, I love you, Chanel, you are a good person. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a normal Friday night. <laughs> I That wouldn't wake me up. You've, you've, nothing wakes. No, if I'm asleep, I'm enjoying myself. I'm not waking up for nobody. <laughs> I'm in, you know, dreamland. I would just incorporate that into my dream. Yeah, you would. You'd start, like, clicking your fingers or tapping your feet. Yeah, and I'd be like, exactly. oh, God, she's dancing. It'd be great. I'd absolutely love it. So, um, 
but this this was another awful moment so the um the army are there and they're they're opening fire and they're besieging the the revolutionaries yeah and we lose little gavroche oh yeah because yeah he gets them all rolled up by singing if you've got um, yeah, because they're, they're about to give up, aren't they? They're all about to kind of concede and, and, and give yeah, up. Yeah, and then Gavroche sings that revolutionary song. With the beating of... Oh, yeah, and the beating of your drum, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then they all sing. And then he goes, they go, oh, no. It's what been... was he trying to get to? Was he trying to light a fuse or something? No, so they were like, oh, no. Oliver, um, gunpowder has got wet in the rain. Oh, okay. Oh, no. So he goes, aha. And he dashes through to go, I think, to go and rob gunpowder uh, for the rifles because obviously it was way back when, off of the soldiers that had yep. fallen the other side of the barricade, yep, yeah, yeah. and they shoot him. I know a child. Eh. I can't. I couldn't believe it. Well, you know, honestly, this film is so was depressing. It yeah. was just yeah. So they shoot him. So my next favourite character has gone up in smoke, yeah. and they're all crying. And then they bring in cannons and start firing cannons at the barricade. And then they shoot Eddie, Marius. Yeah. Um, they shoot him as well. And it's all going wrong. And so La Mer grabs Eddie and goes, yeah, we'll get out of here. And does it by dragging him into a drain. Oh, my goodness. I thought I was going to vomit. Yeah. So they go down into the sewer, basically. Yep. And they're just swimming around in shit. Yep. I don't think they could have possibly have come out of that alive in the sense that eventually whatever they'd ingested would, would kill them, would poison them. If you were swimming around, dragging your body around in crap, yeah, you're, you're not, not going to survive that. Well, yeah, because... But at first he's just in the pipe, isn't he, for quite a while. He's in the pipe. And then, then... surprise, surprise, the army let Javert through. Bloody hell. Javert's walking around while the women are cleaning the blood off the streets, talking about the revolution. That, so you can that was see quite that's starting to turn yeah. the women about. Did you hear how they died? Yeah. And rah, 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 rah. Even though they'd stopped them going in their houses. And um, yeah, then he... Basically, Javert then has a bit of a moment of conscience because he sees little Gavroche mm. and he takes his own medal off where mm. he'd help the army and pins it on Gavroche, doesn't he? He like, does. Apparently, that was Russell Crowe's idea. That's very nice. If that's true. Mr Crowe. Yeah. Should you be at the cocktail party on Thursday? <laughs> um, that's a nice idea. Just Let's just talk about that. He wanted to show that, that Javert was having this turmoil of thoughts well I'm glad he did because it wasn't it bit. wasn't becoming across very clearly no, 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 it so wasn't that, that was really good um, and then yeah so then La Mer sorry he hears La Mer in the drain so he looks in and La Mer pulls the kid Eddie and they slip down into the poo where obviously Sasha Baron Cohen obviously. is robbing corpses obviously <laughs> I mean where else would Sasha Baron Cohen be oh my in God. the sewer robbing corpses yeah um, he steals Eddie Redmayne's ring. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and and this I didn't. And 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 um, he realizes then that uh, Hugh Jackman's alive, and he's like, oh, oh, okay, oh. And Hugh Jackman says, show me which way. How do I get out of here? Yeah, he's down there to and the he, left. Yeah, I mean, w- would you trust this guy's directions? Well, I don't. I just th- thought, well, I'm not sure I'd be trusting that. 
I, I don't think he wants you hanging around. Um, he's a worm. Anyway, so obviously he goes down, left, up a thing, across a thing, up somewhere else. And who's fucking standing there? I mean, give it a break, mate. And I mean, Javert doesn't seem at all perturbed by the fact that they must have smelt right. He I doesn't mean, even blink. He, I, no, yeah. They look like they come out of like platoon or something. They were covered in shit from head to foot. He just tells horrible. him, I warned you I would not give in. Yeah. And he says, you know, I, I said, I wouldn't. and then basically he's got the horn and La Mer or Jean Valjean says, get out of the way. Just get out of the way, mate. Mm. He goes, one more step. And he like, just doesn't listen. And then we have more angst. So old Javert goes, I can't do it. He starts overthinking it. He can't hack it. I mean, you can tell. I mean, ultimately, he lets them go. And I've written here, I'm telling you, health and safety. <laughs> um, yeah, and and then I wrote, I feel like Javert sometimes. What? You know, when you get too involved in it, you overthink everything. I mean, he winds himself up so much. He kills himself. I he know. throws it. But, like, he really doesn't need to. Ultimately, this guy, he stole bread. Get a grip, I wrote. But you know what I mean? You know yourself. Oh, well, what's wrong with, for example, my car? Oh, well, I don't know. Well, what if it's this? What if it's that? And I get myself so Oh, worked so you think Javert's worked himself up into a frenzy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. You work yourself up into a frenzy and what good comes of it? Well, I'll be honest. He says, the world I have known is lost in shadow and there is no way to go on. You shouted that in bit. It's quite impressive. And, and he commits suicide. Yeah. Because, yeah. N- n- none of this needed to happen. No. And it's very tragic. Well, I think so. Because he chucked himself into the water supply. Oh. People are going to drink that shit. Honestly, it's just such... I I mean, don't get me wrong. I knew this wasn't going to be a barrel of laughs. But, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, and then the women are cleaning up blood again. And they start singing about how everybody's dead. Yeah, well, everybody is by this point, aren't and, they? And uh, by this point, Eddie is sporting a top draw first direction haircut. <laughs> first direction? Do you mean one direction? Yeah. <laughs> you mean the boy had one direction, Brian? They're not called first That'll direction. <laughs> I don't care what they're called. Oh, I don't know what they are. Take that, East 17 blazing Bross. squad. Bross, that's a proper boy band. Um, yeah, sorry, but I'm... Um, you know, I'm of an older generation. First direction. Um, so, One Direction haircut, full tilt, Harry Styles in it, all over the shop. It's doing my head in. He looks like every 16-year-old that walks around. Yeah, no, yeah, he did have quite a funky haircut. Um, so, but, yeah, sorry, carry on. It's fine. But there were lots of crazy angles, was my point. They were doing a lot of crazy angles during this singing, and I thought it was really cool to shot. I really liked it. Was was there lots of close-ups? and? Yeah, lots of close-ups, and then funky angles, where you look really low at low angle, which was kind of the room looked on the piss. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, when really he was good. singing. Yeah, so, he's, yeah. So, so, yeah, it very quickly kind of skedaddles forward, doesn't it? And he's yeah. basically, he's recovered from, you know, his injuries... Yeah. He's with Cosette. Cosette, yeah. Oh, he's with I Cosette. wrote that. He and Cosette together. He's with Cosette. Um, and yeah, it's kind of all kind of skipped on quite quickly. When I was reading about this film, yeah. um, one of the things, and I didn't get time to kind of go into it in more detail, but one of the criticisms was um, about these close-ups and about right. how people, like there was too many of them. They were quite lengthy. Yeah. I wondered what you, because it wasn't, I thought there was a couple of moments where some of the 
edits I thought seemed a bit weird to me I, f- I found them quite jarring yeah but I hadn't particularly thought much about the close-ups and I just wondered if you I thought the close-up for Anne Hathaway worked beautifully mm. I thought it was really good the way they did it as well so the fact that she had this sort of off-the-shoulder dress so she almost looked naked she mm. had this really bad mm. hair she had teeth missing I don't know how they did that and she's singing along mm. And it was like really powerful because you were right with her. Mm. But then when Javert does it and you're right with him, I don't need it. And then you're right there with Eddie and you're right there with so her. So you think maybe there were too many? I think there was too much. Yeah. But I don't know the logistics of shooting someone live singing on set. Yeah. I don't know how close you have to be with... Uh, uh, apparently, um, I mean, the little bit I did read, no, apparently Tom Hooper said that was... that you know, they shot it. choice. No, well, they shot... They had other shots to use. It wasn't like they yeah, only... But they liked You know, they that. committed to it. But, um, yeah, that they were the yeah. ones they, they wanted. They felt that that gave you the emotional... Yeah, I mean, like I a connection that you needed. Yeah, I thought it did with some songs. As yeah, I said. Yeah, like yeah. Some, I thought it was too much. But then... By this point, you've done, what, two hours, 15 minutes of emotion. Yeah. And it's like... Oh. It is draining, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and and I, when Courgette's singing, mm. when him and Courgette are together, and I said, I wrote here, if I heard my daughter singing about, and I put in quotes, because this is what she said, never forgetting that night and the pledge they made. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure I'd be able to take that on the chin like Le Maire does. Is he... I think I'd want <laughs> the boy dead. Is he listening when she sings that? Yeah, and she's singing like, oh, we'll never forget that night of the pledge. And he's getting all like, wow, she really does love him and all that. Because now everything's okay. That's when he decides to give in yeah, and give him his blessing. So he yeah. listens to this song and then, um, yeah, and basically says, he reveals everything to Eddie. He says like, says, I'm Jean Valjean. This, this is my background, yeah. And Eddie seems to... I don't know whether he was supposed to act this way, but he says, like, oh, well, if you are Jean Valjean, it is best you go and leave your daughter. Yeah. I don't understand. That? He stole bread. No, like, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, but it's oh, beyond that now, know, isn't I'm it? I'm going to leave my daughter with you because I'm actually Jean Valjean. Yeah, no, it's um, not because he stole bread, but it's because Jean Valjean's a wanted man and he's never going to be, and she's going to be disgraced if they realise who he is. 30 years. Listen. Been, no, no. 30 years he's been beating himself up for, for stealing half a loaf of Hovis. I agree with you. I ain't having it. I think he should have left France yeah. at the beginning of all of this and avoided it all, but, but he then, doesn't. And then as soon as he admits it, mm. he becomes sick. And I mean sick, like I'm going to die in an hour. But see, again, this was my, yeah, this was my point. I had this written down because he literally says, I'm going to leave, you know, you're, you yeah. two are together now. I can leave her with you. I'm going to go. And he goes to put his bags on the on the carriage. And, oh, my goodness, not looking too cracky. And then I put all that poo that he drank. Yeah, true. So, you know, you wouldn't look too cracky, would you, after you'd been swimming down the sewers? But he suddenly goes from being kind of okay to, yeah, like this decrepit aged man who can't even get the, the suitcase on top of the carriage. And don't get me wrong, I don't think they should have questioned this in the film, but I did think... For example, your dad, mm. God rest him, if when he was alive, suddenly one day, you know, uh, we got together, we went to the pub, I came back from the pub, he never did. Yeah. And I said, you Sinead, he's gone. He's decided he's got a secret in life, he doesn't want me to share it with you. It's his secret. You've never heard of it before, you've been with him for 21 years. But he's told me it because he loves me and he knows I'll look after you and he's never coming back. Wouldn't you think I'd killed him? Absolutely. And bearing in mind, how long has she known Eddie Redmayne for? Oh, like 20 minutes? Yeah. Well, sorry, two days. 
probably about two or three days. Yeah. So yes, no, I wouldn't be buying that, but she seems to buy that. It's fine. Yeah. So then we get their wedding. I presume it was supposed to be their wedding I don't think ceremony. it's their wedding, but all of a sudden they seem to be at royal court. There's like this really posh royal court. He mm. was a revolutionary 20 minutes ago. And now he's at like this really posh, like, yeah, well, she's got loads of money, upper she? yeah, but what is okay? The revolution's no point to it anymore. I didn't get that, yeah. Well, there wasn't any time to kind of go yeah. into that, was it? We we just, yeah, we kind of get. I, I wasn't sure if it was meant to be their wedding or if it was, you know, yeah. w- was just a party or whatever. I think the reason I thought was it, it might like, have been like an engagement party, or something yeah, because because then Helena Bonham Carter and Sasha Baron Cohen rock yeah, up, they again. Rock up. yeah, they um, rock up, and again, this all happens super quickly. Like basically, yeah. they rock up. Sasha Baron Cohen tries to. Um, he says, "I know where Jean Valjean is." Yeah, and try because he's trying to sort of blackmail Eddie. Yeah, Redmayne. Because he's got the ring uh, that he yeah. took from a dead man, which is obviously Eddie Redmayne's ring. Um, and then Eddie Redmayne goes, oh, Jean Valjean was the man that saved me that night. Yeah, yeah. So that wasn't clear to me that he didn't already know that. No, it didn't seem clear to me. But yeah, clearly then. And then he says, right, we, yeah. we must go and find him. We yeah. must go and look after him. And I thought, but surely you knew that was who'd saved you. Who did you think had saved you? That They did not make that clear at all. No. And... Yeah, so he, he bops Sasha on the nose. Yes. Takes his ring back, I believe. I don't remember. I think he does. He goes, that's my ring. Well, and I would hope so, yeah. You know. Takes it back and they go off Yeah, to go and go to this convent. I was going to say, yes, obviously, convent, where yeah. all musical characters seek ref- yeah. refuge. And then I wrote, because this is, and I like this film. I really I, I, no, I like, like this yeah. film. But this is how much it was starting to get to me. I wrote. He is even... I'm talking about Hugh Jackman's character mm. here. Uh, Joffrey Joffrey. He is even slow to die. Mm-hmm. Crack on. <laughs> he wants to die. It's like, just get on with it. You have to have a 40-minute song about, oh, am I going my place? And then she rocks up. Anne Hathaway comes back in. You're like, where's she come from? Oh, yeah, she's dead. She's he's going. Vision. This is the yeah. vision between the two. But he was looking worse by the second. I mean, oh, it was like God. literally by yeah. the second he was getting paler and older. And oh, yeah. and then good. Courgette runs in with Eddie. And Eddie suddenly likes him now. Oh, man, talk about fickle. I, I, <laughs> I, unbelievable. Well, he never didn't like him, did he? I just And finally, after another 30 minutes of singing and heartache, Jean Valjean. Dead. Yeah. Done. Finished. Over. Tragic. And he walks off while... What's her face? Anne is like, yeah, mate. Because Anne Hathaway's taking him away. He's still waiting for his door and she's like, come with me. (laughs) He's dying. He's dying. She's leading him, you know. Yeah. And we get the final kind of rousing scene of... Like the revolutionaries. Yeah, so he walks out into this heavenly... Heavenly, that's a good... Yeah, revolutionary good description. Role. Now, that bit, bizarrely, I found incredibly touching. Yeah, it was incredibly emotional. With this yeah. massive wall and they were all singing yeah, that yeah, song. Yeah, and yeah. I've proper welled up. Yeah. I, I thought it was really impressive and I really loved that. And then little Gavroche came out with his fishing chips yeah. and I was like, oh my God. And eponyms there as well. Yeah. I really, genuinely, I don't know why I could have cried my eyes out of that bit. So that bit was really well done. Because I think it looked powerful and the song is impactful. Yeah. And I think it, you know, it just, yeah, it carries you with it, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, the moments, the powerful moments of this film carry you along with it. And the bits that don't work quite so well, you just kind of put to one side. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was kind true. of my feeling on it, really. And then, and yeah, and it ends, and that's it. Vive la France! Vive la France! Do you know um, other another actor who was up for Javert? Wait a minute, Javert is Russell Crowe. Is yeah. Russell Crowe yeah. was Paul Bettany? That would have been a very oh different. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. that sort of thin, slim. Yeah. That would have been a very different kind of. I don't know what the stage version of Javert is yeah, like. I yeah. Like I don't know, but I thought that was. Um, I thought that was that. Yeah, that seemed like quite a, a left field and. Um, Fontaine, um, Kate Winslet. Fontaine, Fontaine. Anne Hathaway's character. Oh, Kate Winslet, wrong. Yeah, Marion no, Cotillard. I just don't think Kate Winslet could ever... I think she's too strong a woman. Yeah, I don't I think she could ever look maybe, that yeah. vulnerable. I mean, mm. I'm sure she can. She's a bloody good actress. I'm not saying she mm. couldn't mm. do it. But there's something physically about Anne Hathaway... She's so could be slight, both incredibly yeah. sli- um, attractive and slight, but also bordering on emaciated mm, and, and mm. you know, like, even though she still looked incredibly attractive with short hair, mm. no hair, it was like, you know, you could see it was a different person and, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think, I don't know. I've never seen Kate Winslet with a skinhead, so. Oh, I bet she looks good. Oh, of course I she does. I think she can pull off anything. No. Yeah. So, let's get to the score. The score. So, Sinead? Yes. What would you give Les Miserables out of five? Out of five cassette tapes. VHS cassette. For moments of mm-hmm. the film, for the emotion and for the message of the film, I am giving Les Miserables a very strong three out of five VHS tapes. Ah, ha. No, no, that's really good because we're exactly on the same page. Yeah? We absolutely are. Absolutely, because I think, like you say, there are moments that are brilliant. I think the production design, the hair and makeup, Mm. you know, Mm. elements of it are brilliant. Um, I can't give it any more than three, and I'm sure, Tom, if you're at that cocktail party, you'd be (laughs) livid. I can't give it more than that because it went from big spectacle to stage set to sort of bigger spectacle to stage set inconsistent I loved the stage set I mm. loved that kind of Parisian square but it didn't fit with the other stuff so yeah and, and then there was like you know angst for the first hour and ten then you went to the pub and it was all cross between master the Hobbit the and, yeah <laughs> master of the house keep ready and, and don't get me wrong I've been singing it for two days but yeah don't know so three cassettes for me yeah so VHS. that's a total of six tapes. six VHS tapes yeah that's good. That's not bad. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. And that's a musical. That seems fair. So let's get on to the point of fact, yeah. which is reasons to dump you, which have all come about during our chat. Mm-hmm. Go on then. Now, we all know, anyone who knows myself and Sinead, that I'm a big fan of this young lady. However, there is a couple of things we need to address. They're probably bigger world issues and you guys are witnessing something that's a bit deeper than just this film, but we'll, we'll go with it. First one first. You love a musical. I do. I you love a musical. You adore a musical. Yeah. Unless they sing through it. No. So that's that one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I know. I just realised watching this that I like a little bit. Yeah, they don't need to sing the whole way through it. I can't defend it, can I? I like a musical 
that also has more breathing time for script. Like, that's not to say it didn't have a script, but, you know, like, you don't need to sing sentences. No, to be fair, Les went a little bit opera. Yeah, it and that's clearly, that's obviously what the, the, the show is. I've never seen this on stage. I've never, you no, know. No, and I would now. I really oh, would. Oh, I would go and watch it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think it would be amazing. But for me, particularly, I think, on film, I just like normal conversation. So reason to don't be one. You love a musical, but you don't like singing. Hmm? So, number two. You're very argumentative. I mean, if that's standing up for yourself, then yes. So anyone who's listened to this, and when you listen to it back, which you will, you will see that I really rarely get a chance to have my say without getting shouted over. Enjoy it. I'm really looking forward to seeing your little face when you hear it. You're having a bubble. You're having an absolute bubble. You constantly get to say what you want to say. And then third, you're just arguing with me now. Third is I'm not allowed my own opinion. Well, not when it's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fair play. So I'm even going to scratch that out because, do you know what? I kind of find that very attractive. So there you go. That one's gone. So there's only the two now. That seems fair. We'll work on both of those. So no, I hope you enjoyed that. It was a very rare choice, a very weird choice for me to go for a musical, especially that sort. But I watched it. I love the West End feel to it, even though it probably doesn't fit necessarily. I thought the production design was excellent. You know, I thought it was well worthy. And hey, it wouldn't have got nominated for eight Oscars and won three and all that sort of thing. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I I just, yeah. It was great. I found it sort of. Yeah. And Anne Hathaway, I haven't seen her in a lot, but I thought she was standout. She was. She was amazing. Absolutely brilliant. She was absolutely amazing. Um, I loved it. Thank you. I'm so, I'm honestly chuffed. I never in a million years would have thought you would have um, chosen a musical. There you go. I did not. Imagine that. I mean, was it won't happen, happen again for a while, I don't think, because I've got a few great choices coming. But, um, <laughs> oh, the yeah. confidence! I know, I know. Well, we'll see. But next week is your turn. Yeah, exactly. So, looking forward to that. I've got, I've got a couple to choose from. Let's see what I go with. Nice. Keep looking you on tenterhooks for the next week. Um, and that's it. So, Sinead, I'll hand over to you. Do the wrap up at the end because, as we know historically, I get it wrong. You don't always get it wrong. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you very much. This has been Reasons to Dump You. Yes, it has. You can follow us on Instagram at reasons underscore pod. And do pop on and give us a little five star rating if we've uh, tickled your taste buds. Yeah, and feel free to share this podcast with any friends, family and anyone else you think may enjoy it. Thank you very much. And um, we look forward to talking to you again next time and discussing another film and more reasons that we should dump each other. Mm. (laughs) I've got a whole list, don't I? I bet you have. Bye. Bye.